0: 7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast of America. Good morning, America. Ah, You guys. (laughs) 3 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and in Malaysia, it is 1927. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm back. I'm live. I'm in the studio. I got lights. I got cameras. I got microphones. And uh, thanks for those of you who popped in on our Facebook live on uh, Monday night. (sighs) It is Raya here. Uh, The end of Ramadan and uh, people... Go back to their hometowns. And we went back to my adopted hometown of uh, Triang, which is in Pahang here in Malaysia. And we took Miko along for the ride. So, yeah, uh, matter of fact, let's just get right into it. Miko update. (laughs) Oh my, oh my. Yeah, Miko update. Uh, If you see my, I don't know if they've recovered. I can't look at myself and the camera at the same time, but my eyes are bloodshot and no, I haven't been drinking. I've been mikoing. Uh We go to the park all the time. You know that I, I share that with you whenever it happens. And, um, I always sit in the back seat because Miko likes to stand on my lap and stick her head out the window. And you know how dogs do that with their tongue out and with the wind blowing in their face. Miko loves it to death. It's one of her favorite things. And uh, so we started out driving from KL to Triang. And it turned out to be about a five hour drive, but uh, about three and a half hours into it, we've Finally, we were able to take a break. And my, apparently, my sinuses kicked in and my allergies to Miko. I've never had that before. She rides with me to the park all the time, right in my face with her tail curled up. Never bothered me. But after three hours plus... My eyes were itching like crazy. My nose was running. I had these weird allergies, apparently to Miko, because of the length of time she was sitting there. She won't give it up. She won't lay down and rest. She's so fascinated by sticking her head out the window. So anyway, uh, we did finally take... We put her in this special seat compartment that we have in the back, and I got in the front seat, and that was it. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, anyway, it was, uh, as a matter of fact, let me just uh, see, uh, okay, I can switch over here. Here we go. Uh, This is our house. This is uh, as she's getting ready to go. And there she is in the little seat thing that we have heard. It covers the back seat and it kind of keeps her in. She's got her favorite little sleepy mat there. She did really, really well for five hours, which is ridiculous for a dog to have to spend in the car. Um, but she did There's wishing she could stick her head out the window. And uh, on the way home, ah, here she is when we finally got up there. And uh, there's some of the family introduced to Miko for the first time. <laughs> and I got to share one more thing because this is absolutely precious. Hang on, I got to get to it. Let me just cue it up here. Uh, one of, let's see, one of Miko's, what would this be? A cousin, I think, did a portrait of Miko. It's on my Facebook page. My Facebook page is all open in public, so you can check it out if you want. But take a look at this. I don't know if I, I don't know if you can see that or not. But uh, uh, this is obviously that's Miko. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, sorry, check out the video on Rumble.com. And there is the adorable picture of Miko that she drew freehand. The likeness is absolutely incredible. She got she captured Miko's essence in this picture. It is absolutely (laughs) amazing. Nice job. Nice job. So uh, thank you so much for that. I should have brought it home. I should have, I should have, uh, I should have asked her to sign it. Would it be worth more? Maybe as an NFT or something. Anyway, we made it up and back. Monday night, we were up in Triong. I was not able to go live, but I did pop onto Facebook just to let you know what was happening. So uh, we made it. We're all alive. We had a great time. And we came back uh, last night, uh, evening. Uh, it took him only about it was about five hours to get up there because traffic was horrible. Uh, coming back, not so bad. It took about about four hours, so we cut an hour off the journey there. Um, all right, so that's the adventure. It was quite an adventure for uh, for Miko, and for me, <laughs> it was insane. All right, what else we got going on? We got uh, Roe versus Wade. We got a little good news and faith in humanity restored. Uh, Woolly mammoths being restored. Jurassic Park on the horizon. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, I found a new Facebook page, which I'm quickly falling in love with. I'll share that with you in just a bit. And uh, yeah, so anyway... Uh the big news, the big, I should say the big distraction for those of you in the U.S., uh has been this leaked a draft copy of a Supreme Court decision on Roe versus Wade. Now, if you don't live in the U.S., you may not know what uh Roe versus Wade is. Uh the brief explanation of Roe versus Wade is. Uh, is a landmark legal decision which happened in 1973, January. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court struck down a Texas statute which banned abortion, effectively legalized the procedure across the United States because the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the Texas ban. The court held that a woman's right to an abortion was implicit in the right to, prote- uh, pri- to privacy protected by the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, prior to Roe versus Wade, abortion had been illegal throughout much of the country uh, since the late 19th century. And since 1973, 50 over years, uh, almost 50 years, I guess, uh, many states have imposed restrictions on abortion's rights. But um, there was a leak, and sorry, but call me a tinfoil hat wearer, the timing is impeccable. And of course, right on cue, Antifa and all the thugs and uh, morons are out uh, screaming and yelling, have they started burning buildings yet? That'll be next. So yeah, with uh, with midterms coming and everything else going on in the news and Joe Biden's uh, popularity ratings and beyond the dumpster, uh, of course... The Democrats, the leftist lunatics, needed some sort of a distraction. And what better? Honestly, it isn't the decision. Uh, what what happened was the Supreme Court has decided to throw it back to the states. It is not, un- it, well, it's undoing Roe versus Wade, but basically what it's saying is that the states can decide. As it should be, by the way, it's called democracy, And if you live in a state that is conservative and bans abortion, move. You're free to do that. It's the U.S. You can go wherever you like. If you're in a state that allows abortions and you're against it, move. Same argument. You can go anywhere you like. Florida, Texas, Connecticut, California. Frightening, isn't it? Uh, Anyway, it's a distraction. It is absolutely a distraction. Uh, I think that the Democratic Party machine probably assumes that the way to rally their folks together, because they're losing on every front, um, is it, it, wrongly so. But they figured that the, the, uh, the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court distraction would be a way to do it. And uh, what are they being distracted from? Well, a lot of things. Ukraine is still happening. Vaccinations are still happening. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Pfizer, killers. Uh, All kinds of, like I said, Joe Biden's doing his best to destroy what was an amazing country called America. And uh, just uh, so many other things. In fact... We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial coming up in a little bit. I know we usually don't cover these kind of controversial things, but occasionally something will stick in my craw and crawl up my butt, and I just gotta talk about it because if you can't see this for the distraction it is, then your head is buried so far up your butt there is no hope for you. Anyway, FISA has just dumped a bunch more data, ordered so by a court judge. Uh, This is the kind of stuff they originally wanted to seal and keep from the public for 75 years. Yeah, I know you've heard that story. So now we're starting to find out why they wanted it sealed for 75 years, because most of the people then would be dead that would have been affected by it. Uh, (laughs) Vaccine was 12% effective. Never trialed on pregnant women. In fact, it was tested on seven rats, seven rats before it was given to pregnant women. And according to Pfizer's actual data, the vaccine has a 0.83, that is 0.83% chance to be effective against COVID. Yeah, this is the kind of crap just dumped yesterday because the court ordered it and it exposes exactly how corrupt and nefarious the COVID vaccine agenda is. Another big story like Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court breaks and suddenly, oh, look, a squirrel and nobody pays attention anymore. We're paying attention and I hope you are too. Do not be distracted by this crap unbelievable. You can look it up. You can hashtag check it out, Pfizer Dump or Pfizer. Check Twitter. Check a general search. I wouldn't advise using Google because, you know, Google is just pure evil. But uh, do check it out. Do find out about it. Ask questions. And do not be distracted. For example... Is there anyone who has not heard of this nightmare, this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that's going on? uh, I don't you know what? I don't follow it because I don't give a crap what these people do in their private lives. is not my business. There is like wall to wall coverage of this thing. There is live if I'm not mistaken, it's live court coverage. There's footage, cameras in the courtroom. You can't turn a page on the internet that you don't see something about this garbage with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, uh, who has now lost her bid to get Johnny Depp's defamation suit against her dismissed. I'm sure you've all heard the, uh, the articles and read the, read the bits and watched the video about her pooping in his bed and all this other crap. We, we know every sordid detail. By the way, do you know that Disney was going to pay this guy 25 million bucks for the next Pirates of the Caribbean? 25 million! And then, of course, they dumped it because of the whole Amber Heard article or op-ed or whatever it was. I, I, I Seriously, I could care less, and so should you. What I want to know is, why didn't we find this kind of coverage for the Ghislaine Maxwell trial? And why do we still not know who was on her client list. She has been convicted of doing some mighty awful things, and those things involved supplying young and, in some cases, underage women to clients. Clients! Who are those clients? I don't know, because it hasn't been released, nor will it likely ever be released. But... By gosh, we know the color of the poop that was in Johnny Depp's bed done by Amber Heard. We got every minute little fine detail about that. Who's on Ghislaine Maxwell's clients list? I don't know. Yeah. The deep state is real, folks. Don't get distracted. You know, it's like, stop the world. I want to get off. Things just don't go as planned. All right. What else? We, I, you know, I'm so through. I'm so over this. Seriously. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Lighten the mood a little bit. Twelve times in history, things just didn't quite go as planned. Hopefully, it'll be like the distraction of the Supreme Court crap. By the way, you know, the big deal about the Supreme Court is not the decision. It's the fact that the data was leaked. The FBI is investigating, but, you know, it's the FBI, so it'll probably take 14 million three and three and a half decades, and no one will ever be identified. Trust me, if the leaker was a conservative, God forbid a Trump supporter, or right-leaning, they would have already been found, identified, prosecuted, and spent life in jail. Because it's somebody from the left? Oh, look, a squirrel. It's the fact that the information was leaked. That is what begins the downfall of a democracy. Not the fact of the decision. Seriously, don't be distracted. All right, on to this. Twelve times in history where things didn't go exactly as planned. This is perfect tie-in for what we were just talking about. In 1887, a group of men added a woman named Susan M. Salter to a mayoral ballot as a joke. It was meant to intimidate women and humiliate them. Well, guess what? It didn't work. Instead, this Susan Salter won over 60% of the vote and became America's first female mayor. Yes. (laughs) Oops. That didn't work out the way you expected, did it? (laughs) Amazing. Uh, How about this one? World War uh, I, the Germans disguised one of their ships as a British ship. The RMS Carmania sent it out to ambush British vessels. In a, all right, enough with the ads. In a uh, hilariously bad stroke of luck, the first ship it encountered was the real RMS Kamania, which promptly sank them. <laughs> so that didn't work very well. Here's one 1959. This article, by the way, is in our show notes. Please do check it out. Uh, police called to a segregated library. In South Carolina, this is 1959 when segregation still existed in the U.S., Uh, a nine-year-old black boy was refusing to leave. He later got a Ph.D. in physics from MIT, and he died in 1986, one of the astronauts aboard the space shuttle Challenger. The library that refused to lend him books because he was black is now named after him. Ronald McNair became one of the first three African-American astronauts ever to go to space. Wow. How about that? An attempt to create propaganda. There's more of these. I'm not going to do them all. I'll just share a few with you. But check out the article. It's in our show notes tonight. In 1985, North Korea, North Korea filmed a movie in Japan which was aimed at showing the oppression of Koreans who were living there. But the message of the movie backfired when North Korean audiences saw the relatively luxurious living conditions in Japan. So they very quickly pulled the film. <laughs> All right, one more. The KGB, yeah, they've been in the news lately, right? Tried to blackmail Indonesian President Sukarno with videotapes of him having sex with Russian women disguised as flight attendants. He, however, was not upset. He was delighted, and he asked for more copies of the video to show back in his country. (laughs) That's how you shut down a blackmailer. Oh, yeah, I love the videos. Can I have a few more copies to share with friends? Ah, there's Miko, see? She's fighting with something downstairs. I don't know what. All right, what else we got? Let's see here. (laughs) Are you ready for Jurassic Park? No, not the movie. I mean the real Jurassic Park. This is the strangest story. It's in our show notes. You must read the article. Scientists revived, 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 parts of cells from the remains of a woolly mammoth that died 28,000 years ago. I kid you not, there is the woolly mammoth. Wow, it's pretty well preserved, actually. That's amazing. But this is from uh, mostinterestingthings.com. And uh, they revived parts of the cell from the 28,000-year-dead Woolly mammoth, an impressively well-preserved woolly mammoth excavated from Siberian permafrost, was about eight years ago. Uh, Having met its extinction about 4,000 years ago, finding such a relatively pristine specimen was an astounding feat since it was, uh, what, 28,000 years old. Look at that. The fur and everything is all, all still intact. That is Absolutely amazing. Yucca, the 28,000-year-old mammoth. All right. So anyway, the scientists eagerly studying the mammoth to learn how valuable its biological materials were. And uh, what they did was uh, there was a lot of substantial progress made in uh, discovering living cells or parts of cells that were living. And it showed signs of biological activity after being infused into mouse oxides. Hey, Miko's up here to say hi. All right, anyway, what they did was they took parts of these mouse cells, injected parts of the mammoth cells, and it actually showed signs of life, which says it's possible, since the DNA exists, and there may still have some function, to revive the woolly mammoth? And if we could, should we? Do we want to? I think I'd kind of like to go to a Jurassic Park as long as it didn't wind up like the movie. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Why is my camera shifted all the way over there? Can we shove that back over the other way? Yes, just a little bit. There we go. Thank you. All right. Anyway, very cool story. Check it out in our uh, in our show notes tonight. It's it's amazing. And uh, yeah, who knows? One day, one day. Maybe Elon Musk will get involved. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. This is a cool story. Juan uh, Hosmer, uh, uh, who uh, I've mentioned here before, the uh, creator of uh, No Straight Roads. He shared this. It's a public post. And I also wanted to share it because it's such a cool story. And again, if you're in Malaysia, this is going to mean something to you. If not, stand by. It's just a cool story anyway. But uh, all the wonderful... He, he writes here, uh, Juan writes, to all the wonderful parents on my timeline who are living in Malaysia. So to me, I will say to all our wonderful parent friends who are watching our show or listening on our podcast, a good friend named Matsuzaka Shun, uh, with his elite team of game designers, planners, and educationalists, have opened a Japanese high-tech space for your child to learn things in an extremely creative environment. It is so cool. Years in the making, and it'll be an experience both for you and your child. Uh, that You'll never forget it. Head on over to Toy 8, which is in the Gardens Mall, Uh, Next to Mid Valley, Uh, if you're not in Malaysia, Mid Valley is one of the largest malls. It used to be the largest mall in Southeast Asia. I don't know if it still holds that title or not, but it's huge. And uh, this place is absolutely amazing. Check out the, uh, see if I can get this. There we go. Uh, Yeah, Toy 8. And it is such an amazing place. It's got all kinds of experiences for your kids. Here's a bit of a uh, video running. Very cool space. And all kinds of gadgets to play with, things to be creative with. It is, it is very cool. And, again, it's uh, it's at it's called Toy 8. It's at the Gardens Mall next to Mid Valley. And, again, just a little plug for these guys because they've done a remarkable job here in putting this thing together. So we wanted to uh, to let you know about it. All right. One more thing, and then we're going to get to the finale of Winnie the Pooh. You hear the fireworks in the background? Those have been going off for the last four or five days. I love fireworks. I love fireworks to pieces. Miko, however, is not a fan, which is why she's right here. She's hanging out right here. I don't want to pick her up because it'll just upset her even more, but she's hanging out right here because she doesn't like fireworks. They scare the hell out of her. I know. We'll get your security wrapping a little bit. You're okay, B. Sorry. Just got to comfort the dog, okay? Give me a second. I know you understand. (laughs) All right. Good girl, Miko. She is, she's right there. Okay. One more thing. I found this site on Facebook. You must check them out. There's a link in our show notes and uh, check out all the amazing articles. It's so sweet. And this is a perfect example of one of the articles no need to show you. It's just words on a page, so I'm not going to share that part with you. But uh, this, this guy writes, as I'm heading to work this morning, I see Tina, the lady who makes my pizzas at Pie Five, walking down the Keller Parkway. Well, I pulled over and asked if I could give her a ride. So she smiles like always, gets in the car. Mind you, Pie Five is about two miles away from where I picked her up. Uh, we got talking as we drove. She expressed to me she started the job seven months ago and walks four miles every day for work. I said, wow, I know it's hard on your body. That's got to be exhausting. She giggled and said, yeah, but what can you do, Greg? I need the job. Life doesn't stop. So I make it to work. I used to have a bike, but it broke, and I don't have another one. Well, I dropped her off and said, I'll see you soon. And then I called Bianca Bollog immediately, pretty choked up about it, told her the story, and she said, Greg, we're getting that lady a bike. I told her, we're on the same page. Two hours later, and now she has transportation. Her face, when she saw the bike, was more than words could express. She said, I am so thankful, and I, I don't know what to say. I told her, we may be getting this for you, but you've given more to me today than you know. I can't express enough. Get to know people. Ask questions. Ask about their struggles. Ask what you can pray for. God has called us to serve and love your neighbor as you love yourself. If people truly, truly, truly understand this and did that, a lot of crap that's going on in the world wouldn't be going on. There are people in need, and they are right in your own backyard. This is a picture of that wonderful lady. All you have to do is step out of your circle, and there's the bike. <laughs> such, I mean, it's a simple little thing, but it made such a difference in somebody's life. And that random act of kindness, simple little thing goes a real long way to making other people's lives better. And I hope you will do the same. Check out the page, though. The link's in our show notes tonight. The description down below are, are podcast or videocast. And uh, you can check out the page, heartwarming. Give them a like, because it really is. It's a brilliant, brilliant page. Hey, Don Tanner, who's over on uh, Facebook. Or no, YouTube. Can you believe I've known you for over 40 years now? <laughs> really 40 years i'm sorry don the, the the chats usually come up here on my video uh, link but i i don't see it tonight so anyway a good thing i just happened to look over here and see your uh your your chat thanks uh yeah has it been 40 years since the days of swap shop and am610 and wsng radio wow 40 years is a life it is a lifetime amazing fantastic and are you in the Philippines now? I mean, we can't really have this conversation while I'm live, but I hope you are, I hope you made it, and I hope you're loving life in the Philippines. So, yeah, cool beans. Alright. It's time, my friends. It is time to get to the last chapter of the good book, Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Milne. And uh, we have been reading a chapter every night of our stream, and we've gotten through all 10 chapters. That's it. And uh, we're going to move on over and check things out here. Hang on. I just got a couple bits of housekeeping to do. There we go. Let's get the title of the book up. Cool. We're done. All right. Here we go. Excuse me. It's chapter 10 of A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh, written back in 1926 and illustrated, you will see those illustrations, by E. H. Shepherd. This is chapter 10, in which Christopher Robin gives Pooh a party, and we say goodbye. One day, when the sun had come back over the forest, bringing with it the scent of May, and all the streams of the forest were tinkling happily to find themselves their own pretty shape again, and the little pools lay dreaming of life they'd seen and the big things they'd done, and in the warmth and quiet of the forest, the cuckoo was trying over his voice carefully and listening to see if he liked it. And wood pigeons were complaining gently to themselves in their lazy, comfortable way that it was the other fellow's fault. But it didn't matter much. On such a day as this, Christopher Robin whistled in a special way he had. An owl came flying out of the hundred-acre wood to see what he wanted. Owl, said Christopher Robin, I'm going to give a party. You are all you, said Owl, and it has to be a special sort of party because of what Pooh did when he did what he did to save Piglet from the flood. "'Oh, that's what it's for, is it?' said Owl. "'Yes, so you will tell Pooh as quickly as you can, "'and all the others, because it'll be tomorrow.' "'Oh, will it, will it?' said Owl, being as helpful as possible. "'So will you go and tell them, Owl?' "'Owl tried to think of something very wise to say, but couldn't, "'so he flew off to tell the others.' and the first person he told was Pooh. Pooh, he said, Christopher Robin is giving a party." Oh, said Pooh, and then seeing that Owl expected him to say something else, he said, will there be those little cake things with pink sugar icing? Owl felt it was rather beneath him to talk about little cupcake things with pink sugar icing. So he told Pooh exactly what Christopher Robin said, and flew off to Eeyore. A party for me, thought Pooh to himself. How grand! And he began to wonder if all the other animals would know that it was a special Pooh party. And if Christopher Robin had told them about the floating bear and the brain of Pooh and all the wonderful ships he'd invented and sailed on, and he began to think how awful it would be if everybody'd forgotten about it, and nobody quite knew what the party was for. And the more he thought like this, the more the party got muddled in his mind like a dream where nothing goes right." And the dream began to sing itself over again in his head until it became a sort of song. It was an anxious poo song. Three cheers for poo. For who? For poo. For what did he do? I thought you knew. He saved his friend from a wedding. Three cheers for bear. For where? For bear. He couldn't swim, but he rescued him. "'He rescued who?' "'Oh, listen, do, I'm talking of Pooh.' "'Of who? Of Pooh!' "'I'm sorry, I keep forgetting.' "'Well, Pooh was a bear of enormous brain.' "'Just say it again.' "'Of enormous brain. Of enormous what?' "'Well, he ate a lot. "'And I don't know if he could swim or not, "'but he managed to float on a sort of boat. "'Well, a sort of pot. "'So now let's give him three hearty cheers.' So now let's give him three hearty wishes and hope he'll be with us for years and years and grow in health and wisdom and riches. Three cheers for Pooh. For who? For Pooh. Three cheers for Pooh. For where? For Bear. Three cheers for the wonderful Winnie the Pooh. Just tell me, somebody, what did he do? While this was going on inside him, Owl was talking to Eeyore. Eor said Owl, Christopher Robin is giving a party. Very interesting, said Eeyore. I suppose they'll be sending me down the odd bits which got trodden on. Kind and thoughtful, not at all. Don't mention it. There's an invitation for you, and... What's that like? An invitation. Yes, I heard you. Who dropped it? This isn't anything to eat. It's to ask you to the party tomorrow. Eeyore shook his head slowly. You mean Piglet? The little fellow with the excited ears? That's Piglet. I'll tell him. No, no, said the owl, getting quite fussy. It's you. Are you, are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Christopher Robin said all of them. Tell all of them. All of them, except Eeyore. All of them, said Owl, sulkily. Ah, said Eeyore, a mistake, no doubt. But still, I shall come. Only don't blame me if it rains. But it didn't rain. Christopher Robin had made a long table out of some long pieces of wood, and they all sat round it. Christopher Robin sat on one end, and Pooh sat at the other, and between them on one side were Owl and Eeyore and Piglet, and between them on the other side were Rabbit. "'and Roo, and Kanga, "'and all rabbit's friends and relations "'spread themselves about on the grass "'and waited hopefully in case anybody spoke to them "'or dropped anything and asked them the time. "'It was the first party to which Roo had ever been, "'and he was very excited. "'As soon as ever, they sat down at the table "'and began to talk. "'Hello, Pooh,' he squeaked. "'Hello, Roo.' said Pooh. Roo jumped up and down in his seat for a little while and then began again. Hello, Piglet, he squeaked. Piglet waved a paw at him, being too busy to say anything. Hello, Eeyore, said Roo. Eeyore nodded gloomily at him. It'll rain soon. You see if it doesn't, he said. Roo looked to see if it didn't, and it didn't. So he said, Hello, Owl. And Owl said, Hello, my little fellow, in a kindly way, and went on telling Christopher Robin about an accident which had very nearly happened to a friend of his whom Christopher Robin didn't know. And Kanga said to Roo, Drink up your milk first, dear, and talk afterwards. So Roo, who was drinking his milk, tried to say that he could do both at the same. He had to be patted on the back and tried for quite a long time afterward. When they'd all nearly eaten enough, Christopher Robin banged on the table with his spoon, and everybody stopped talking and was very silent, except Rue, who was just finishing a loud attack of hiccups and trying to look as if it was one of Rabbit's relations. This party, said Christopher Robin, is a party because of what someone did. And we all know who it was. And it's his party, because of what he did. And I've got a present for him. And here it is. And then he felt about a little and whispered, Where is it? While he was looking, Eor coughed in an impressive way and began to speak. Friends, he said, including oddments. "'It is a great pleasure, or perhaps I had better say "'it has been a pleasure so far to see you at my party. "'What I did was nothing. "'Any of you, except Rabbit and Owl and Kanga, "'would have done the same, and Pooh. "'My remarks do not, of course, apply to Piglet and Roo, "'because they're too small. "'Any of you would have done the same. "'But it just happened to be me.' It was not, I need hardly say, with an idea of getting what Christopher Robin is looking for now. And he put his front leg to his mouth and said in a loud whisper, Try under the table. That I did what I did. But I feel that we shouldn't all do what we can help to. I feel that we should all. Hup! said Roo accidentally. Rue, dear, said Kanga, reproachfully. Was it me? asked Roo, a little surprised. What's he or talking about? Piglet whispered to Pooh. I don't know, said Pooh rather dolefully. I thought this was your party. I thought it was once, but I suppose it isn't. I'd sooner it was yours than Eeyore's. So would I, said Pooh said Rue again. As I was saying, said Eeyore loudly and sternly, as I was saying when I was interrupted by various loud sounds, I feel that here it is, cried Christopher Robin excitedly. Pass it down to silly old Pooh. It's for Pooh. For Pooh, said Eeyore. Of course it is. The best bear in the world. I might have known, said Eor. after all. One can't complain. I have my friends. Somebody spoke to me only yesterday. It was last week or the week before that. Rabbit bumped into me and said, Bother the social round. Always something going on. Well, nobody was listening, for they were all saying, Open it, Pooh, open it. What is it, Pooh? I don't know what it is. No, you don't, and other helpful remarks of that sort. And, of course, Pooh was opening it as quickly as he could, and without cutting the string, because you never know when a bit of string might be useful. At last, it was undone. And when Pooh saw what it was, he nearly fell down. He was so pleased. It was a special pencil case. There were pencils in it marked B for bear, and pencils marked HB for helping bear. The pencils marked BB for brave bear. There was a knife for sharpening the pencils, an India rubber for rubbing out anything with which you had spelt wrong, and a ruler for making ruled lines for the words to walk on, and inches marked on the ruler in case you wanted to know how many inches anything was, and blue pencils and red pencils and green pencils for saying special things in blue, red, and green. And all these lovely things were in little pockets of their own in a special case, which shut with a click when you clicked it. And they were all for Pooh. Oh, said Pooh. Oh, Pooh, said everybody else except Eeyore. Thank you, growled Pooh. But Eeyore was saying to himself, This writing business, pencils and what not, Overrated, if you ask me. Silly stuff. Nothing on it. Well, later on, when they'd all said goodbye and thank you to Christopher Robin, Pooh and Piglet walked home, thoughtfully together, in the golden evening. And for a long time, they were silent. When you wake up in the morning, Pooh, said Piglet at last. What's the first thing you say to yourself? What's for breakfast, said Pooh. What do you say, Piglet? I say, I wonder what's going to happen exciting today, said Piglet. Pooh nodded thoughtfully. It's the same thing, he said. And what did happen? asked Christopher Robin. When? Next morning. I don't know. Could you think and tell me and Pooh sometime? If you wanted it very much. Pooh does, said Christopher Robin. He gave a deep sigh. He picked up his bear by the leg and walked off to the door, trailing Winnie the Pooh behind him. And at the door he turned and said, coming to see me have my bath. I might, I said. Was Pooh's pencil case any better than mine? It was just the same, I said. He nodded and went out. And in a moment, I heard Winnie the Pooh, bump, 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 going up the stairs behind him. It's A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) What a book. My absolute all-time favorite book, and I am so glad I got the chance to read it for you. All right. We need a new book. We've gotten some suggestions. If you'd like to send them along, you can PM me. You can send me an email. NoPants at JaySheldon.com is our email address. We read all your emails. We answer everybody. And uh, among the possibilities is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which is quite cool. Treasure Island, which is a cool idea. And a series of Grimm's fairy tales. And trust me, while they are titled the same as the fairy tales you may know, when the original Grimm's brothers wrote them, they were not the cheery little Disney stories of today. So that might be an interesting set of uh, reads. So if you'd like to send a suggestion, just send me a PM, message me in the chat, or uh, feel free to send us an email. No Pants, N O P A N T S, no pants at jsheldon.com and uh, we will we'll give you a reply, and we'll see what, uh, what it is. Head over to Kuten, Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org, if you want to check out all the titles that are available. All right. That's it. We're done. We're out of here. I'll see you again on Saturday night. We'll start a new book then, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and what else we got? Yeah, that's it. All right. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. Good night. <laughs>